0: You, you are listening, are listening to, to, Mariam to Mariam Iqbal, Mariam Iqbal, Iqbal on FM, FM Anchor. Anchor. Aap sun rahe mujhe Mariam Iqbal, FM Anchor Bay. A very good evening to all our viewers um, who are listening to us on FM Anchor, a New York-based, uh, one of the largest radio platforms. Um, with one of the largest distribution networks. You can hear us on Spotify, on, uh, on Pocket Casts, on Google Podcasts, on Overcast and on Apple Podcast. My name is Maryam Iqbal and I'm here with you with yet another interesting session. And today's session is very interesting because this is going to be one of our uh, very first dialogues on art and culture. And they say that a country's uh, aesthetic, a country's development... Uh, you know, can be um, uh, measured uh, by its artists, by its poets, by the people who spread love, by uh, its literature experts. Um, so we're very happy today that we have uh, um, a cultural icon with us, a folklore specialist, uh, an activist, uh, who, who who spreads a lot of love uh, through this very special form of uh, Dance art that uh, he's an expert at, uh, a Kathak dancer um, who's worked for the developmental sector and uh, who's represented Pakistan in Malaysia and abroad and in many cultural shows. Um, so, over to you, Mr. Asfandiar Khatak. Uh, how are you today?
1: Thank you very much, uh, Mariam, for inviting me for this lovely My show. pleasure. So, yeah, I'm very fine. How are you, yourself?
0: Um, I'm, I think your CV is so long and I won't do it justice. I might miss out on, uh, you know, uh, important projects that you've done in relation to culture and dance. Um, I think we should start a little about you introducing yourself. Where were you born? Where do you come from? Um, and uh, a little about uh, your dance uh, form that you're a, you're an expert at. That's a Kathak dance, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll then talk a little further about how you've merged your traditional folklore dance from where you come from, from the northern area, the tribal area of Pakistan, and then you've merged it with a, a very traditional Indian, one of the oldest forms of art that is Kathak, and they both sort of rhyme together, Kathak and Kathak. So sure. over to you, Aspandiar.
1: Yeah. Right, thank you very much. So, as my name says, uh, as my name says, that Fanzada Aspandiar Khatek. So, I'm basically from the Khatak tribe of Afghan Pashtuns. And I was born in KP in Kheber Pashtunqwa in Kohat district. And I'm basically from the Terri region of Kohat division. I was born in the village of Kumbert or Pindi mm-hmm. Kohat. And I'm from the 11th generation of Faisal Khan Khatak, the famous uh, poet of Pashtuns who fought for the rights of Pashtuns in the 17th century. Shosh. So, I basically come from the family of the Nawabs of Teri, who were the Khatak chiefs who had their mm-hmm. own. In 1956, in the mm-hmm. and uh, so in 1980s, we came to Islamabad, from where I studied from Lincoln House. I did my O-Levels and A-Levels and then I did my BBA and MBA from Comsat Islamabad and since those days I've been working for different international uh, NGOs, working for human rights, working for women rights and other causes Mm -hmm. and my dance journey is very interesting because it started from the very start of my life basically so I guess that I moved first and then later I started talking of course and that's what I consider dance also because, you know, uh, I was always obsessed with uh, movement and then I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, have started learning Kathak back in 2000 in Islamabad, uh, mm-hmm. which we developed my interest further in uh, Kathak dance, Indian classical dance. And then uh, later on in 2007, I was very fortunate enough to have become the student of Mrs. Indumitaji who is now, mm-hmm. mashallah, 91 years old. And from yes. her, I not only learned Kathak, which is the North Indian classical dance, but also Bharatnatyam, mm-hmm. which is the South Indian classical dance. So, Amin. yeah, so, you know, she was an amazing, and mashallah, she is an amazing teacher, although she has got retired now because of her mm-hmm. age. She is mm-hmm. uh, non-agenarian. She is, mashallah, 91 years old. And Masha. she still guides me. And... Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and she was awarded by the President, if I'm not wrong, recently. Yes, she was
1: awarded the Pride of Performance by the President of Pakistan. And uh, actually, you know, she is of a lot more praise and of a lot more, you know, she deserves even a lot, many other awards also. Because, you know, herself, uh, you know, her life has, has been dedicated, had been dedicated for dance since past five decades. She has been teaching and you know so all the honor is mine that you know i'm her student yes um
0: kathak they say is one of the eight major forms of indian classical dance the origin of kathak is traditionally attributed to the traveling baths in the northern areas of ancient india known as kathak cars or storytellers and the the term uh, kathak is derived from the vedic sanskrit word Katha, which means story, Uh, the one who tells a story or to do with stories. So wandering Kathakars or gypsies, as you call them, communicated stories from the great epics and ancient mythology through dance, songs and music. Um, and they say usually about dance that you know i don't need wings if i can dance so what's what's your definition of dance um you know usually when we talk, when we hear dance youngsters they, they they think it's about clubbing and you know uh, all kinds of movements but this is such a special form you know it's an art form as i said it's 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 telling stories it's it's like a complete uh, expression what, what in your mind is the definition of dance? What does it do to you and what, what does it mean to you?
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, very true that whatever uh, you narrated regarding Kathak, that it is one of the eight Indian classical dance forms and it is the northernmost of all the Indian uh, dance uh, forms. And uh, so this was the dance form. and Northwest from Apana mm-hmm. so uh, dance for me is you know like uh, the start of life because you know mm-hmm. as Rumi has said that you know every particle or every atom in this universe is whirling mm-hmm. so uh, it's at every uh, you know level dance and movement is there at every level and you know movement is dance because, you know, uh, and life starts with movement, first there's mm-hmm. move, then there's sound. So, mm-hmm. uh, for me, you know, uh, uh, I had been dancing since my very childhood. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, uh, I could see dance in everything, like for example, the stream, the air, uh, you know, the, uh, the roads, you know, the way they wind uh, through uh, the jungles and through the uh, population. And, you know, it's everywhere, it's, you just need to have that eye which sees mm-hmm. a, a person dancing because, you know, just the posture in which we are sitting right now, listening to this radio program. These are also part of, you know, movement because, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and these are also mm-hmm. posture dance, basically, because if you uh, get them into a certain sequence, you know, it becomes mm-hmm. dance. And dance yes, is different because, you know, the way we talk is different. Uh, you know, it varies from one person to another. Same is the case of, you know, uh, expression of dance.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, coming from the tribal area, and I come from there as well, and I hope that I don't sound biased in, in, in no sense. I mean, uh, we respect the Pashtun culture. And um, uh, and also, you know, there there's some biases from people's side, thinking that there's no music and the folklore, uh, you know, it, it's very much there even in the Pashtun culture. Um, and uh, this Khatak dance in particular, which you've merged, you're one of, I guess, the only uh, dancers in the world, or you've, you've initiated, if I'm not wrong, uh, a merger of both these. So if, if you'd like to sort of uh, shed a little light on the, the Kathak, the famous Khatak dance, and how you merge Khatak, uh, and a little about its history.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, like you said that, you know, uh, Kathak is a very old dance, because you know, it takes centuries for a dance to, you know, uh, progress from a folk dance to a devotional dance and from a devotional dance to a court dance, so making it a classical dance. So, you know, it Mm -hmm. took thousands of years uh, for the, uh, you know, the progress of kathek from a folk dance to a classical dance uh, of how Mm -hmm. we see it today. So the uh, case of uh, Khatak dance is that, you know, Khatak is a tribe which has fought all its neighboring tribes. May those tribes be Pashtuns or Hinko-speaking Awans. May they be Yusuf Zayis, or all of them. So, you know, Khatak is a tribe which has fought all these tribes. And, mm-hmm. you know, there were fights, Khattak, the Khataks used to fight. And when there were no uh, fights, they used to practice uh, for their fights through, uh, you know, uh, Khatak dance, having swords with them in their hands. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's how, it, you know, it turned into a martial you know, uh, you know, into a martial exercise and into a battlefield exercise. And, you know, yes. w- whenever Khatak's were victorious, they used to celebrate through, it, through their dance, you know, through their sword dance. And because Khattak is the first tribe to have its own darbars or to have its own courts and its own chiefship or Khanate, uh, you know, the first ever Khanate of the Pashtuns in their Pashtun land. Uh, and this was in the 16th century you know the uh, the court or the darbar of apoora khatak in Naushera district of peshawar uh, mm-hmm. region and in the south in kohat region of you know teri, teri darbar uh, which is uh, you know now which now comprises of present day karak and Kohat district. so when these right. two uh, darbars were formed the khataks had their own chiefship in these darbars and they used to patronize dance art poetry music and since four centuries, you know, Khatak dance has been patronized by these Khans and chiefs and Nawabs. Mm-hmm. So, what there are darbars, you know, the, uh, all the art forms are patronized and, uh, you know, they, are, they, they flourish more. So now, today, if you see Khatak dance as the national dance of Pakistan, it is because of all this patronage of four centuries by these Nawabs and chiefs. So right. uh, coming from that lineage of those nawabs of theory so uh, since my ancestors had also been, you know, patrons of art and dance, and my great grandfather had also been an artist himself, you know, Pushar Khan Fatek being a poet, you know, he did poetry through his words, and I do poetry, poetry through my movement. So right. like let's you know, say Azaki Shari. So once mm. I learned these Indian art, uh, you know, these uh, dance forms of Khatak, of Kathak and Bharatanatyam, I thought to myself that because I am an Afghan, I am a Pashtun, why not, mm. you know, uh, represent my own culture, my own dance and my own uh, language and poetry? Uh, because, you know, there are many classical dancers in the world who are actually non-Pashtuns and being the only Pashtun classical dancer from, uh, you know, uh, the region of mm. Afghanistan and Afghanistan, you know, mm. I, uh, you know, thought that, you know, I should actually merge them. And mm-hmm. so I merged my Khatak dance with classical Kathak dance and I, I named it as Khatak Kathak. Because, oh, you wow. know, yeah. so I have the, the swords in my hands and the handkerchiefs uh, and also the uh, Kathak gurus and uh, the Kathak uh, styles and the mudras, the hand gestures. So mm. it's actually, uh, you know, to give a message of love that, mm. you know, uh, it's actually to give the message of oneness.
0: That, you know, yes. no
1: matter whatever our differences are, you know, no matter whatever the geographical, you know, uh, differences that we have in the region of Afghanistan and Pakistan and India, but mm-hmm. art brings us together, the dance brings us, brings us together. And, you know, it, it connects us because, you know, it takes mm-hmm. us centuries back when we all of us were actually living together with, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know with harmony and complete love.
0: Mm-hmm. um Also, I think our viewers would uh, uh, be interested in knowing, or uh, you know, um, uh, your uh, your tribe, your family links. Uh, you know, your the great-grand uh, son of Pushal uh, uh, Khan Khatak, who was this uh, renowned poet, uh, along with Rahman Baba in uh, the northern region, and and also your link with Mr. dalip Kumar, one of the 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 you know the an icon in, in the film industry, the Bollywood film industry. And um, coming from obviously that kind of a background um, and the fact that, you know, you have an MBA, but at the same time you're evolved and, you know, you've worked in the developmental sector as well. And you also, uh, it's very brave of you to, uh, you know, uh, especially in our culture and the Northern side. Uh, was your family supportive? And mm-hmm. even if they were, Uh, How do you deal with bias? Uh, You understand where I'm coming from, especially in in, in the Northern region towards dance and art and culture.
1: Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, the thing is that, you know, every family wants their child to be as normal and as boring as possible. Boring, Hmm. I mean that, you know, they want him to be an engineer or a doctor and, you know, do a nine-to-five job or do some business, earn money, come home, wear a suit, wear a tie. Uh, you know, so that's what every parent dreams of. Mm. And so so was the case with my parents and they also, you know, till the time I was young, you know, I was uh, supported, you know, like, okay, you dance and, you know, and as I grew up, you know, they stopped me from dancing outside the family. They stopped me from dancing in the hujra or dera or the male guest house. That's and then they tried to stop me from dancing in the weddings, you know, they used to discourage oh. it. And when I started learning it, of course, there was again opposition that, you know, this is Indian classical dance and we are Pashtuns, Afghans, you know, we are not supposed mm-hmm. to be learning the Indian uh, version of dance. Although everybody watches it in the Bollywood films and, you know, otherwise also. But when it comes to the, one's own son, then, you know, people start objecting. And mm. for me, the journey was even tougher because, you know, they used to tell me that because you are from the Nawab family, you are a Khan Dada, yes. you belong to the old chief family, you are yes. utterly not supposed to do it. And I mm. used to say, oh my God, I'm not going to get another life in which I'll be a common man Absolutely. and then I'll be able to, you know, uh, learn dance and do dance. This is the only life which I have and I have, mm. I have to live the most of it. And then I used mm. to convince them in this way that, you know, can Khan Khatak himself our great grandfather yes. he was also an artist because a poet is also an artist let's not forget that because if yes. you are playing with words if you are playing with rhyming words and if you are uh, you know giving a message you know in two verses through an artistic way what can be a greater art form than that you know than poetry so you know why do we forget that you know poets are also artists and they are the most sensitive people uh, you know like all the other artists and then also I have to tell them the uh, give them the examples of my uh, grandfather's the uh, you know the last ruling Nawabs of Terry, that you know they were patrons of uh, uh, art uh, you know art and uh, dance forms all sorts of dance forms especially Pashto and uh, Khatak uh, dance so why not you know why shouldn't I also uh, you know take forward their legacy and you know support art and you know take this uh, Khatak dance forward and, you know, uh, fuse it with Kathak so that, you know, I can also don't contribute towards art in my own way.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a little about uh, your organization, Darbar, if I'm not wrong, and activism through dance. Uh, you've got some very interesting stories. I'm sure I'd like to hear them from you uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know, spreading the awareness of COVID and human rights. If, if you'd like to share with us those stories around the world and out here, uh, you know, activism through your dance. Sure. sure. So, you know, uh,
1: because you know, it's been uh, more than a decade that I completed my MBA and then I started working for a development sector and... Uh, you know during my time with the development sector i was always very enthusiastic of spreading my message through dance through mind, through theater through some songs so that you know uh, the message could really you know influence the people mm-hmm. uh, so uh, and i also started teaching dance it's been almost uh, now 5 years that you know i started teaching kathak uh, in peshawar and in islamabad and uh, then, you know, Corona came, COVID came. Okay. And so, you know, I was like restricted, restricted to my house uh, in mm-hmm. Islamabad. Uh, but mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, as they say that every uh, difficulty comes with an opportunity. So I got this opportunity of connecting with this, these amazing people who are based in California, USA. And they are known by the name of Pomegranate Garden Dance. And mm-hmm. they teach uh, Persian and Central Asian dances. So mm-hmm. uh, they were, uh, you know, very uh, loving and caring towards me and they, uh, you know, gave me the opportunity to teach um, Afghan dances and, you know, Pashto dances, being a part of greater Persian Empire and also uh, greater Central Asia. So, you know, I started teaching online uh, through that pomegranate garden dance. And, mm-hmm. you know, little did I know that, you know, first my audience or first my students were limited only to Pindi, Islam- Rawalpindi, Islamabad and Peshawar. And then mm-hmm. after, you know, this uh, online uh, platform of Zoom uh, through internet, you know, my students are from as diverse geographic location, uh, you know, from uh, starting from New Zealand to Alaska and there's no time wow. boundary, there's no, so, you know, it opened such a great, huge new world for, for me, you know, mm-hmm. from, I immediately, from and you know, low-
0: that's COVID that, Whereas it brought a lot of misery and mental health issues, and people thought they'd lose their businesses, some people mm-hmm. turned that negative into positive. And the fact that through one press of a button, you know, your access to the whole world, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the whole sort of uh, mode of learning has, you know, changed. And what you're saying is just amazing that people have caught on to that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, during the time of COVID, you know, then I also, you know, you know, realized that, you know, as an artist, I really need to encourage at least other artists, you know, so that I could bring them out of their, you know, depression and, you know, that miserable life, you know, when everybody was, you know, confined to their houses because, you know, we're all dependent on concerts and on these musical evenings and dance evenings. So what mm-hmm. I did was that I, uh, Harun Bacha sahab, who's a famous singer of Pashto yes. and he's, uh, these days he uh, is, you know, uh, he stays abroad. in Germany. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's abroad. So, you know, he sang this amazing uh, song on Corona, which was, uh, the poetry was from Akbar Sial sahab. And that was regarding, uh, you know, awareness prevention of Corona. So what I did was that on his beautiful voice, I did a fusion of Kathak and Bharat And uh, so I did a dance on that uh, poetry of his, uh, you know, which he sang of Akversyals. And so uh, I also uh, included English subtitles to it so that, you know, greater audience besides your Pashtuns could also uh, really understand the poetry. And uh, that was uh, really, you know, appreciated by the audience of Afghanistan and the Pashtun audience of Pakistan and greater diaspora of Pashtuns. Because, you know, that was the time when everybody needed that awareness. Everybody Mm -hmm. needed that hope. And everybody needed that encouragement that, okay, we are supposed to stay at home right now. But Mm -hmm. there is hope that, you know, one day we'll be able to get out and, you know, uh, be, uh, you know, uh, lead a normal life like before. And uh, so, you know, that, uh, and through that, I also gave them a message that we really, really need to take care of ourselves for the sake of our loved ones. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if one person gets it, the others are also affected. So, you know, that's yeah. something which I really did, I thought that, you know, it's my duty to, as an artist, to spread this awareness through my dance. Mm-hmm. And also, it was during those days that I needed to liberate other artists like myself, you know. So, then I uh, actually uh, started really working on my own organization, which is known as Teri uh, Nawab Darbar, in the name of my grandfather. So, uh, through that, I started teaching dance, uh, like online also, locally in Pindi Samabad and, you know, uh, through Zoom, uh, besides Pomegranate Garden Dance. And also I started giving, you know, s- sort of uh, these uh, sessions to people sure. who would approach me and, you know, then I would, you know, actually give them some advice and some, uh, I would give them some dance to practice So because it's a the therapy. So I started Mm -hmm. doing this therapy of the people, of my friends and of, uh, you know, family members who were a bit depressed during the time of Corona. And it was through this daily cultural, uh, you know, which which actually works on the cultural aspect, including dance. So I thought that why not use dance as medicine? Because it is actually medicine. And, you know, once people started uh, learning it, uh, once they started learning Kathak and, you know, some moves of the Afghan dances, They really liked it and then they were like uh, sort of addicted to it. So, you know, that was a great, great, um, you know, reward for me when, you know, I could see Mm -hmm. smiles on the people, uh, on people's faces. So, you know, and also through this daily Nawab Darbar, you know, I worked for human rights. I worked for you know uh, on topics such as women rights i've uh, i've danced for kashmiri women in solidarity with kashmiri women i've done basically my goal is actually the sustainable development goals the sdgs uh, by the un i am actually working on those goals because you know that's what uh, you know every organization uh, every international organization is actually working on so but i'm working on them through my dance through my through theater through music because as Rumi has said that, you know, there are many ways to reach God.
0: Mm.
1: And I have chose the way of laughter, uh, music and dance. So, you know, through this uh, Terry Nawab Darbar, I am also, you know, uh, doing it through my dance. Because, you know, yeah. through dance, you know, the reason why I need to emphasize on dance is that because dance, actually, uh, especially Kathak dance, it uh, amalgamates three performing Art forms. One is music, one is acting, and one is dance and theater. So it's like a theater and dance and, uh, you know, uh, drama. And Mm -hmm. once you you, uh, amalgamate all these three. So uh, Kathak is bond and Kathak is basically storytelling. And for storytelling, you need to act also, you need to make it dramatic also, and you need movement and dance. And of course, music is there to help you out mm-hmm. in, uh, in all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, as I said, art influences society by changing opinions, instilling values, translating experiences across space and time, Research has shown that art affects the fundamental sense of self. Art in this sense is communication. It allows people from different cultures and different times to communicate with each other via images, sounds and stories. Art is often a vehicle for social change and it can give voice to the politically and socially uh, disenfranchised. So a song, a film, a novel can rouse emotions in those who encounter it, uh, inspiring them to rally for change. As, far as they are, um, I know that, you know, we're a third world country uh, and it will not be fair to sort of, uh, you know, compare us with with uh, developed countries. Uh, but how do you see that trend of people respecting art and culture, uh, respecting its poets, you know, because that's how we will move forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I see that we're moving backward, you know, in our parents' times when I, see, you know, when she used to talk about Bishabh University. It was a completely different place. And if you look at the old black and white movies and that era, then, uh, you know, onwards to Hasina Muin and where have we gone wrong? I mean, you know, um, mm-hmm. visually, you know, it, it looks as if we uh, were modern and the dresses have changed, but our psyche, our acceptance of art and culture, and, and you just said it yourself that, you know, mm-hmm. we want to hear artists, we want to see performance. But then mm-hmm. there's that hypocrisy of, you know, not associating ourselves with it. Uh, a little on what the government can do. Um, I just recently heard, like, one of the biggest, because it's, it's not good to take names, uh, a huge government cultural organization. Uh, I was just talking to the director today and he was complaining about the lack of funds. Uh, and certainly our artists deserve better. So how how do we see things improving? You know, there, there's money for other things, there, there are malls coming up and there are there are people spending money on, you know, weddings and, you know, food. But when it comes to uh, art and culture and theatre, you know, it's just vanishing. It's just next to sort of, have people sort of lost interest or has their aesthetic, you know, somehow mm-hmm. vanished. What What's your view on that?
1: So, yeah, that, uh, all of this is true, whatever that you've said. And it's very uh, depressing also because, you know, All these performers or all these artists, I actually categorize them in four categories. So the topmost is uh, the actor, you know, the Mm -hmm. one who is respected the most and the one who is, you know, uh, given, uh, you know, rewarded the most money. Sorry sorry
0: to cut you, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, some actors, because that's more like a gamble, the ones who don't do well, we see Mm -hmm. that the government doesn't even pay enough towards their medical bills and, you know, they die in such a, you know, like... Mm -hmm very bad state. So, you know, these all sort of things, you know, very few make it, but what happens to the rest?
1: Yeah. So like, for example, if we consider uh, an actor who is like doing good, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, then he would be amongst the top category of the artists, performers, uh, you know, who will be getting the maximum respect and the maximum reward for his acting also. Then below him, I would put the singers. You know, the ones who are singing their songs, because yes. you know they are also respected, but not to the extent to which people respect the actors in our society. You know, this yes. is what I, you know, uh, experienced. And below mm-hmm. these singers would come the musicians. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, you know they are respected, but also to a lesser extent than the actors, and also lesser than the singers. Mm-hmm. And then below the singers, so below all of them, come, mm-hmm. comes comes who is respected the least and who's paid the least also, you know? In a way, I mean, this is generally what happens. Of course, there are exceptions, but this is how, you know, if you see and, you know, this is the general thinking of our, you know, public. This is how they categorize the performers and the artists. And so, you know, this is very unfair because, you know, the person who is amalgamating all these three forms of of performing art, like acting, acting, Singing and uh, music—they are, you know, uh, showing it through one dance form, uh, one art form, which is dance. They are mm-hmm. respected the most. Uh, they are respected the least, and they are paid the least. You talked about, you know, weddings and all those lavish dinners and receptions. You know, people have lakhs and lakhs of rupees to spend on their clothes, to spend on mm-hmm. the jewelry spend on the venue to spend on the food but it, when it comes to you know inviting the musicians or the performers they say okay you know like uh, why don't they come for free because we are out of budget and you know okay we'll feed them i mean how can you you know just exploit a performer by saying that okay and this is the response from the rich people you know mm. uh, you know so the richer they are the more exploitative they they would be and also i want to go back in time to the to the era of Nawabs. Because, you know, Kathak, we all know that it was patronized by the Nawabs of Lucknow, Nawab Vajidat mm-hmm. Khan. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was very fond of dance and he had got many dancers and he himself was a great dancer. And he patronized Kathak. Now, so if we today see the three schools of Kathak, one of the most famous ones uh, is the Lucknow uh, the Gharana or the Lucknow House. And mm-hmm. then there is the Braz Gharana and the Jaipur Gharana. So now mm-hmm. the Nawabs of Lucknow they were patronizing Kathak. Mm-hmm. So here, mm-hmm. if you look at Kathak dance, the Nawabs of Kathak were actually patronizing Kathak dance because in mm-hmm. their course, in their darbaz, they they used to be you know uh, competitions of Kathak dance, and the best of the dancers used to be rewarded, you know, generous, mm-hmm. generously by the Nawabs. So now, mm-hmm. if you see Kathak pat- being patronized by the Nawabs of Lucknow and the Kathak dance being patronized by the Nawabs of Kathak, these two dances are the most famous in their own regions, yes. So, there's legacy of, you know, uh, you know, Nawabdom be, behind these dances. Now, what mm. happened when we got uh, independence, all these Nawabdoms, these, uh, these princely states, they were, you know, merged into the greater state of Pakistan. Yes. So, once the Nawabs lost their rule, uh, they could not patronize art to that extent, because now they did not have those sort of, you know, Luxuries and uh, that sort of, you know, uh, income from those taxes, because you know that was taken by the government of Pakistan. Yes. And the government of Pakistan since 1947, it has not patronized art, dance, or music in any form.
0: And they I think have, the biggest uh, uh, negative impact was uh, during General Ziaul Haq's Those ten years, you know, took us back. I think centuries yeah. back.
1: Exactly. So you know, till the time of Zia. You know, there was some hope and Pakistan was at least, to, you know, uh, doing something regarding art. And You know, women
0: were, the women characters, very empowered women, you know, till Hasina Moon's time. And mm-hmm. now there's that sas and bahu and, you know, women weeping and, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it, obviously dramas are made as to, you know, the what's in demand. So, you know, the whole psyche and perceptions and everything has sort of gone backward. Hmm.
1: So, you know, I was also born during Ziyal's era. And, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the thing is that, you know, uh, the people who have seen his era, uh, you know, they still uh, carry that thinking. Because, you know, they have been influenced by that thinking. If they themselves did not have that thinking themselves, you know, they were, you know, uh, like uh, discouraged by the people around them. By the, Mm -hmm. you know, the mythical aura of at that, that time, you know, because, yes. you know, it has really taken us back, you know, several centuries. Mm. To, you know, uh, Ziaul Haq did whatever Emperor Aurangzeb did during the time of Hushal Khan Khatak. Because Emperor Aurangzeb also stopped dancing in India. He, he banned dancing in India. He banned the, uh, you know, different worships of Hindus. He, you know, destroyed uh, different pandirs. And because of him, the Sikhs migrated to the Pashtun area. They took refuge in the oracle Agency, Kurram Agency, Swat, and Buneer, Because you know he persecuted the Sikhs also, so he persecuted mm-hmm. everyone, including the Muslims. Because you know uh, even the music was banned, and it also have a legacy of music. Kawali uh, you know, was uh, you know, uh, brought by Amir Khusro Sahab, mm-hmm. and you know uh, we have got great contributions mm-hmm. in Indian music. So, you know, uh, and Khushal Khan mm-hmm. had fought against the Mo- presser, the Mughal Emperor Aurangzeb uh, because uh, he fought for the Pashtun right. So, you know, I mm-hmm. am actually taking his uh, legacy forward that, you know, since he fought the Emperor and he uh, f- uh, fought the tyrant Emperor. So, this is also a tyrant yes. time and I'm fighting against mm-hmm. the hatred, against the injustice and that's why I use my swords. These swords are not to damage anybody. These swords are just to, you know, cut off all the negative energies and to, you know, go through uh, all the hardships of life. And uh, mm-hmm. the uh, red handkerchiefs gives a message of love. So, you know, the mm-hmm. thing is that we have to actually, for, and uh, another reason why people have this thinking, is because of lack of knowledge. You know, why mm-hmm. people hate why people disrespect dance or music or acting because they lack proper education they lack mm. proper upbringing because you know mm. these things are not uh, you know banned or not discouraged in any religion because mm. you know, even you know in islam anything that uh, you know that deviates you from the way of god is actually haram but if music mm. takes you towards god if dance takes you towards god i mean what is dhamal what is mm-hmm. uh, Devotional Music? What is Kabali? What is uh, Mehfideh Sama? Why do we forget it? Why do we forget Rumi? Why do we forget mm-hmm. the Darwish dance? I mean, Mehfideh Sama takes you closer to God and it's it's all mm-hmm. spiritual. It starts mm-hmm. with the investigation from Holy Quran. I mean, whenever uh, the debate of music and dance comes in, the, the general public who has the least knowledge, they would say it's haram in Islam. I mean, mm-hmm. where is it written in Quran or where is it written in Sunnah? You know, Even if you take the topic of Quran and Sunnah, there are hadiths, or there are you know uh, traditions from from the Holy Prophet in which he uh, never discouraged music. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. rather he stopped you know Abu Bakr uh, from uh, discouraging the girls who were playing the uh, tambourine or the uh, duff, the duffly, Mm -hmm. and you know allowed them to have fun. So you know, we have got such great examples. And uh, Hazrat daud the uh, Prophet David, he was given the, uh, you know, uh, the knowledge of music. So, you know, why mm. do we forget that we are supposed to believe in all these prophets and, you know, whatever these prophets uh, brought with mm. them, was uh, the word mm. of God. And, you know, we get dragged away by, you know, the uh, sayings of a dictator who was General Zia, who has actually, you know, destroyed Pakistan and the Pakistani culture. Because our mm. culture is full of dance, it's full of folk music, it's full of, you know, classical music. Kattak, you know, it, it was performed in the courts of the Mughal mm. emperors in Lahore. Because Lahore was the second uh, sort of the capital of the Mughal Empire. So, you know, mm. why do we forget that we still have that Lahore with us? We still have Punjab with us. We still have the Kattaks with us. You know, all the uh, Pashtun tribes, they have their own dance, uh, which is known as Athan. And Athan... Mm. A, the Pashto word, Pashto word for dance, and the Sanskrit word for dance is Nir
0: mm-hmm. And
1: So if you, you know, just uh, change the places of these consonants, Atan, A T, A and R, mm-hmm. and Nrit or uh, Nrit, N R I T. So you know, if the yeah. sounds uh, are the same, this the consonants are the same, the, and the meaning is also the same. It's just mm-hmm. the position of the consonant uh, So you know, it it takes us. To the day when these languages diverged, diverged from each other, it's the same family, the Indo-Iranian family from which you know Sanskrit originated and from which Persian originated. And Pashto is far greater than Sanskrit and Persian because you know it's closest to Avesta, from which Persian and Sanskrit originated. So you know, uh, being, being Afghan. Our uh, legacy is far, uh, you know, older than the Persian Empire and the uh, the Sanskrit Empire or the uh, cosmopolis. But the thing mm. is that, if, uh, you know, Afghanistan is uh, a backward country. Uh, it doesn't mean that Pashtuns did not have a great time or a great, uh, you know, uh, a great centuries of ruling India, because the, oh. the most rule of India started from Khilji dynasty or the Galjais of uh, Afghanistan. And then we uh-huh. had the locals and the Suris and then the Afghans in the form of Hotaki who also conquered uh, Iran uh-huh. or Persia. Uh-huh. And again Emma uh-huh. he conquered Delhi. So, you know, we, and then after them we have got these uh, great history of Nawabs, Nawabs of Junagar, Manawadar, Hupal, teri you know, uh, Deer and the uh, rulers of Swat. So you know. Pashtuns are everywhere. We just need to be... Because, you know, in these dance lectures of mine, which I used to do on Pomi Planet Garden Dance, I used to, you know, give a PowerPoint presentations because, you know, people knew nothing about Afghanistan, about
0: Pashtun history. There's a lot of knowledge, you know. Uh, obviously, our history books and our whole curriculum, you know, lacks basic knowledge, leave alone, uh, specialized knowledge that you've just shared with us.
1: Hmm. So, the thing is that, you know, to be... a Proud and a confident person, it's very important to know about our roots, to know about mm-hmm. the history, the legacy. Uh, because you know, if you are uh, not aware of your history and legacy, you would yes. just uh, uh, become a westernized person and start speaking mm-hmm. English and you know, just uh, stop speaking mm-hmm. Urdu and Hattu and uh, start wearing westernized dress and uh, stop mm-hmm. wearing your shalwar and stop listening to your own folk and classical music. But mm-hmm. if you know the importance of it then you would mm-hmm. not go towards the West. I mean, of course, you know, there's no problem in, you know, listening to their music, but when we have our own great music also, why deprive ourselves of, you know, our own legacy? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So, you example, know, um,
0: especially the- mm-hmm. like sort of uh, instrumental music, music should be a part of the curriculum, you know, learning the rabab, the sitar, the flute. And I think mm-hmm. it has to be instilled at, in, in the early years, uh, like children are taken to theatre, they're encouraged to take part in theatre uh, abroad and, you know, it's a huge industry, you know. Um, but um, I think that um, there's so much to discuss and you're sort of this this whole world of knowledge and I wish that we could sort of, you know, uh, we could go on for hours and hours. But it was such a pleasure uh, for you to take out your precious time for us, for our viewers and for our listeners who are listening to you uh, all over the world um and uh, you're very brave as i said uh, and you're trying to bring about a change uh being the only one in in, in this form of art in, in in your area so we wish you the best of luck for the future and we do hope that you know i just saw your performance recently and it was absolutely mesmerizing we do hope to see more of you and uh, your academy flourishing and uh, just the last few words for anyone who wants to take this art form what, what what advice would you like to give for those who want to enter into this field
1: sure so I would uh, narrate this couplet of Khushal Khan Khatak sure. the translation Machin. of this is that you know I have bound onto the sword in the name of the pride of Afghans I am Khushal Khatek, the proud man of this state. So, like how Khushal Khan Khatek stood for the pride of the Afghan nation, for the pride of Pashtuns, and he stood for the right of Pashtuns, no matter how big the enemy was, how, how powerful Emperor Aurangzeb was, but he was a tyrant. So, you know, Khushal Khan Khatek stood for the rights and we have his example. Because, you know, he's our uh, national poet in Afghanistan and also because he's an inspiration for so many Afghans and Pashtuns. So, you know, Uh we should actually also stand against against the, uh, you know, hatred and the uh, injustice in the society. And we should, you know, fight uh, uh, with it through our dance and through our art. Because, you know, the thing is that very few artists are born. And, you know, the ones who are born, they should not be discouraged. And this, the responsibility uh, is upon the parents, upon the siblings and teachers and a uh, greater society that, you know, we should encourage art. We should encourage the artists and because you know, they are the most sensitive people. And if we try to control them, you know, they mm-hmm. might uh, do odd jobs and you know they might uh, do other things, but their hearts would be dead and you know Mm -hmm. so we we should not kill our youth we should not not and in turn have a
0: dead nation yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. and you know art is the only solution for all the uh, you know terrorism all the injustice which is taking place because you if there would be art there would be love and where Mm -hmm. there would be there would be there would be no injustice You know, Mm -hmm. art is the only solution, dance is the only solution to uh, bring back love to the world. And, you know, Mm we need to give positivity to everybody. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you so much, Asfandia. We wish you the best of luck and a very, very good evening to you. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. And I'm so glad that you invited me. Dear Amana, Dear Amana, thank you.